Hey, veterans. Welcome to the VA Claims Insider Podcast. We are veterans helping veterans get the VA disability rating and compensation you deserve. I'm your host, Air Force Service Disabled Veteran Brian Reese, and each week we share VA disability claim tips, tricks, strategies, and lessons learned to help you win, service connect, and get rated at the appropriate level, even if you've already filed or been denied. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode. That's so cool. I love the intro. I love the intro. Good stuff. Um, happy hump day. Welcome, uh, welcome, fellow vets. Welcome to my friend, fellow disabled veteran uh, and veteran coach, Stacy Allen, as well. Thanks, Brian. Good to be here. Yeah, thank you for being here, brother. And look, before we get started uh, today, I want to just kind of share open, open my heart a little bit with, uh, with fellow vets with Stacy on, we were, we were just talking backstage. Um, you know, it's kind of, we got a little cold spell right now sweeping across the country. We got less than a week before the presidential election. Um, we're, we're in the middle of COVID. And in fact, things seem to be ramping up. If you're, if you're following what's going on with, with the pandemic. And I think that there's just, there's a lot of fear there's a lot of stress. There's a lot of anxiety. There might be some depression. There might be some relationship stuff you're going through. There might be some work stuff. It's called life. It's called life. And, and I'm telling you, if there's one thing I've learned, the moment you kind of get comfortable, the moment you think everything's okay, the moment you think everything's good, something's going to happen that kicks you in the teeth that forces you to your knees and, and, and sometimes, you know, literally on your knees and in prayer is the only way through it. Okay. And I talked last time we were on that there can be beauty in the brokenness. And I really believe that I've experienced that uh, in my life a number of times, uh, really coming through the pain and the brokenness to achieve a level of breakthrough and a level of beauty that I didn't, I didn't think I would be able to find again. Um, and I want to share just a quick story I saw of a, of a fellow vet on Facebook. was talking about his struggle with, with alcoholism. Right. And I can, I can relate to that. And he was posting some side-by-side -side photos and, you know, just really was pouring out a, a blessing that he's even alive and here, and he's got a relationship again with his kids. And he posted a side-by-side -side picture and he's like, man, that guy on the left, like that, you know, that guy on the left, I don't even know who that guy is or was, he's never coming back. And he was just talking about through some of that story, some of his battles with alcohol addiction, how he just, he couldn't wrestle in his brain that he would be able to live a good life without alcohol, that, you know, he wouldn't be happy without booze or without being able to go to bars. And so he, but in his post, he just, he talked about his transformation and he started talking about his blessings and the things that he was thankful for. And, you know, let me, let me just throw this out there, right? How many times have we written down that we're thankful for money? Right? Think about that for a second, right? If when everything is stripped away, regardless of, of where you are right now, regardless of any pain or ugliness in your life, maybe you're maybe you're battling alcohol, drugs, gambling addiction, sex addiction, your relationships crumbling, you're out of work. Right. I literally want to go through a tiny exercise with you right now. OK, I'm, I'm actually going to do it on my phone because I, I don't have a notepad in front of me. I am literally going to open up 
my text message feature. And I am going to text a friend of mine. His name is Brian. Okay. And I want you guys to do this with me. Okay. I want, I want us to be a battle buddy right here, right now to somebody. And I want you to send out a message of encouragement to somebody, regardless of how ugly your life me, might be right now or what you're struggling with. Okay. So I'm, I'm sending a message to my buddy, buddy, Brian. Just thinking about you. Thankful for you today. Love you. All right. So I'm, I'm sending a text message to my buddy. And I just said, hey, buddy, just thinking about you. I'm thankful for you today. I love you. I'm going to send it to one other person. Send it to um, Terrell. So they should be getting those text messages here in a minute. I want you to do the same thing, okay? Regardless of where you are right now, I know you have your, your mobile device near you, okay? Come on. this is We're heading into 2021. Nobody goes anywhere without their mobile, okay? So pull out your mobile. Pull up the text message feature. All you got to do is tell one person that you're thankful for them and you're thinking about them, okay? If you want to tell them you love them, that's awesome. That's something, I think that's something so powerful, Stacy, that we don't say enough. We don't tell people that we love them. And it's it's kind of like this manly, you know, like, you know, well, I'm a dude, you know, we'll 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 do a bro hug, you know, but I'm not gonna go that far. Right. It's like that awkward hug in the movie Step Brothers, you know, where, where they're like, you know, trying to hug right. each other and they're like being all weird about it. But you know, they've got a ton of love for each other, right? And look, the, the reason I wanted to start that way before we jumped into today is you might be dealing with a lot of stuff, a lot of junk, a lot of life. Okay. It happens. It's gonna come. 100 percent We're we're not promised, you know, a perfect life. We're not promised a pain-free life. We live in a fallen world, right? There will always be trials and tribulations that we have to deal with. And the thing that I think is so important, Stacy, is that as human beings, we were not meant, we weren't created to do life alone. We were created to do life with other people. Right? We, were, we were created to, to do stuff like this together. Right. Right. right now, obviously, we got the pandemic. I would I would love to have another VA Claims Insider live very soon, where we can get together in person with y'all and invite you out. Um, hopefully, we've we've we can do that again uh, in 2021. That's our plan. But we've got to get out of our comfort zone, especially as fellow vets. All right, I, I want you to I want you to comment yes in the chat on Facebook. We are live right now. Okay, if you're watching on, on YouTube, if you're watching the recording later, if you scroll down, there's a bunch of resources in the description. You can also go to the comment section and, and make a comment. Okay. I want you to comment yes. Okay. If you have a ton of friends and if you love going out and being around people as a disabled veteran. Okay. I want you to comment. Yes. <laughs> All right. Let me reverse that. I want you to say, if that sounds like you. Okay. So instead, why don't you just type me? Okay. If I just described you, I want you to type me. You just describe me, right? There's, there's some mornings that I don't like to get out of bed. There's some mornings where I struggle to get myself going. There's some mornings when I am physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually exhausted. Yeah, look at the comments, right? Spiritually, mentally, physically exhausted, right? I don't think I've met a veteran who loves being around people. 
I don't think I've met a veteran who wants to be the life of the party. I don't think I've met a veteran who has an easy time with their work, with their life, with their relationships, right? We just don't. Yeah, I mean, look at Patrick. I just want to be alone in the woods. No. That's, that is what happens so many times when we deal with mental health conditions, when we're trying to deal and struggle with pain and trauma, we just want to isolate. We want to be alone. I'm telling you, that is the time when we need to be there for each other more than any other time. Because guess what? When we isolate, when we're alone, when things start to go downhill, that's when we turn to drugs and alcohol and gambling and sex or all of the above. And that's when life really starts to spiral downhill. And when life starts to spiral downhill, that's when that dark thought can creep in our brain that, you know, maybe this isn't worth living, right? Maybe, maybe I'm going to take my own life, right? And, and, and maybe that thought actually turns into more than just a passive thought. Now maybe it's an active thought and you've got a plan and there's intent, okay? I'm going to go back before we start. That text message that I hope you sent to somebody, your kids, a friend, a coworker, a boss, an aunt, an uncle, a grandpa, a grandma, a fellow vet, a brother, sister in arms that you served with. Send one person that message to tell them you're thinking about them. You're thankful for them. You miss them. You love them. That one tiny thing could be the difference. That, that might be the thing. That might be the text message that a person needed who was on the brink of, of suicide. Mm. And that text message that you just sent because you reached out as a buddy is the one thing that Maybe it, maybe it like bumps them back. I've heard me talk about bumper buddies, right? We all need bumper buddies. Stacy's my bumper buddy, right? Any day of the week, right? And I'll be his bumper buddy. Something's going wrong. We're having bad thoughts. Things are going downhill. Sometimes you just need somebody to, to bump you back on the, right, on the right path. Be a bumper buddy. Be there for somebody. I want, I want to talk, again, one, one more thing just in, in vulnerability before we start talking about the disability claims for fibromyalgia, and we were talking about our community. Veteran suicide epidemic, okay, and it, it is an epidemic. Okay, U.S. military veterans are almost twice as likely to take their own life. Okay, statistics vary, but it's almost twice as likely as, as the general population. But this is not just isolated to veterans. It's happening all over our world. It's happening in all demographics. It's happening in all age groups. It doesn't matter your, your race, your national origin, what you believe, your religion. Suicide is a real thing. And it's a problem and we've got to stop it. And the only way we're going to stop it is by having more of those vulnerable conversations. The one that you don't want to have. Right? We have to do it. I think I mentioned this a couple couple shows ago, Stacy. My seven-year-old son was talking about suicide at dinner. Mm. He's seven. I mean, you talk about something that just jars you and, and you're like, what? I mean, I, I had to dig in, right? We went deep. I, I didn't criticize him. I didn't condemn him. I didn't complain about it. I just... I asked some questions and we went deeper, right? Some Somebody at school had talked about it and, and they heard about it and then somebody else thought about it and, and they thought it was kind of cool, mm. right? I mean, like this is the stuff that's happening in our world, okay? So again, right here, right now, send that message to one person. Tell them you're thankful for them, you love them, you appreciate them, Okay. And maybe somebody sent that message to you. I think that's super important. I'm going to send one more. 
I'm missing one more. And while you're doing that, Brian, I'm going to share. <clears throat> so I said, you know, sometimes I think we we tend to take our families for granted. We we tend to, th and I'll speak for myself. I know I do. I I don't tell my families, my children, my wife that that I love them and I'm proud of them as much as I should. I take it for granted that they know that, but they don't. They don't. So I sent my my 16-year-old daughter a text. Um, just telling her that I'm proud of her and that I love her. And she just wrote it simply, um, thank you, Dad. I love you too. You know? Awesome. Um, I love that. So, yeah. I just got I just got chills. Look at the I don't have very much hair on my body, but but the little hair that I do have sticking up yeah i love that i'm how pop just a tiny little moment just a little moment but you're spot on stacy we take we take it for granted i take my wife for granted i take my kids for granted i take this amazing blessing we have for granted it's just what happens and sometimes we just need to pause for a second and just be thankful. I mean, that nod your head, Stacy. Is that what we talked about before we started the show? Yeah, yeah we, we certainly did. One certainly thing. Did. Be thankful for something. It, you know what? Maybe it's I'm thankful that I got to have a hot cup of coffee this morning. Right? I'm thankful that I got to eat a banana. I'm thankful that I got out of bed. I'm thankful that I was able to take a, a walk. It was, it was more like a limp, right? But, but, I, but I forced myself to get out of the house. By the way, that's, that's why I have a dog. Um, you're going to start hearing me advocate more for this. Regardless of whether you get a service dog or not, all veterans should have a dog. Brian Reese believes all veterans should have a dog. Why? Because that dog will force you to leave your house. Yeah. Got to take the dog outside. Yeah. Got to take the dog on a walk. That dog will force you to go outside. That's part of why I have a dog. Every single morning, I know as soon as he sees me, he's going to wag his tail. He's going to come up. He's going to jump on me like it's the, he, you know, it's the best day of his life. And he knows he's about to go on a walk. Right? So he keeps me accountable. I'm thankful for him. Thankful for Bo, right? He's our 11 month old Great Dane. <laughs> he's, he's That's awesome. Yeah, I love that. Thank you, Eric, the bearded vet. I'm thankful for you, man, for running this thing behind the scenes for us, for you know setting up these these stream yards and helping us broadcast and showing the Q and A. So let's do that. What is one? thing you are thankful for today and i'm gonna i'm gonna go so simple and so easy i'm i'm thankful that i live in america a free country where we get to choose aaron love it just sent my son an email while he's yeah. in school great reminders oh good stuff man be thankful be thankful and keep keep showing those too, Eric. As as people write, just one little thing that they're thankful for. It'll be something as simple as coffee. I'm, I'm thankful I got out of bed. I'm thankful for my family. I'm thankful that I have one good friend. Right? Something so simple. I'm thankful that I can read. I'm thankful that I can write. I'm thankful that I don't live in fear that I'm going to be wrongfully imprisoned. Mm. Right. I'm thankful that I have a job. Look at that. I'm thankful for my husband who's a first responder. Amen. I'm going to I'm going to just right now say amen. Paul, thankful that my wife never gave up on me. Mm. Man, That's our wives be some of the most forgiving people. Thank the good Lord for that. Paul, thankful for waking up this morning to do and be better than yesterday. I love that. Mm -hmm. I love that. T-Saint, 
thankful that I was given another opportunity at life today. There you go. Charles, grateful that my dog forces me to get out of bed. Walk her and feed her the best. Thankful for this group. Oh, thank you, Nicole. Thankful for you. Ron, thankful to be alive. This is awesome. Mm. This is making me more thankful, right? It's, kind of, it's almost like I'm thankful for life. Many people have lost their lives. But praise God, I'm here, right? And be a, now you can be a difference maker, Chalika, right? You can make a difference. Hector, thankful for my dog, Benny. Thankful to celebrate my 46th today in great spirits. Congrats, George. Congrats, George. It's awesome. Love that. Thankful for my children. I can see on your Facebook picture, Leanne, they're beautiful kiddos. Mm -hmm. uh, I love it. I, I could just do this all day. Just pouring <laughs> love out in the world. I'm thankful for my wife that puts up with my mood swings. Amen. Yeah. Oh, my wife is one of the most forgiving individuals I've ever met. Um, and I mean, she, she wouldn't be with me if, if she wasn't right. And MG, Brian, you're on point. Love you, brother. Thankful for my 15 year old daughter. We've all got something to be thankful for Israel. Thankful for raising my two grandkiddos. <laughs> what a blessing grandkids are. Reminds me of my mom and dad. They said the best way to have kids is to have grandkids. <laughs> <laughs> Casey, thankful for my family and friends. Somebody, whoever, uh, thankful for my husband who's a first responder. That was awesome, by the way. Um, amen. Thankful, so thankful for our first responders, our teachers, right, who are out there during the pandemic teaching our kiddos, right? They're taking a risk by being out there and they're helping us get better. Whew, that was awesome. Like, I already feel better. Just, yeah, that was good stuff, Brian. Just being around you all, just... This is why we need this. Okay, I had a conversation yesterday with with a gal uh, who's who's pretty high up and connected into the VA, and she asked me. She said, "You know, what do you, Brian? What do you think the VA can do better?" I said, "It's it's simple. The VA needs to focus on community. The VA needs to focus on helping veterans." making veterans feel important again, calling us by our names instead of numbers, and creating a sense of community so that we're even proud to go to the VA. Yeah. Because every time I go there, Stacy, I don't know what it's like for you, but I see a bunch of vets who are, who are they're like hanging their heads in shame. Nobody wants to look at each other. Nobody says hi to each other. You go grab your number, you sit down, you immediately pull out your phone. We got to stop this crap. We got to do life together. We're all fellow vets. Ask how somebody's doing. Mm -hmm. Pretty simple. The VA needs to focus on creating community. What do you think we've done at VA Claims Insider? This entire movement is focused on our community and empowering you and giving you back your sense of identity. It's the reason why somebody like Stacy Allen drives two and a half hours on a weeknight to come see us just to say thank you. I will never forget that, Stacy. Yeah. Okay? That's what movements do. They have the power to change the world and change and transform lives. I'll never forget that. You were just, you showed up to San Antonio, you drove all the way from Houston on a, on a weeknight just to say thank you. And I remember hugging you. I remember looking up at you like you were kind of kind of waiting, like, am I going to get my turn to say hi to Brian? Right. Um, and you, it was just awesome, dude. And like, as soon as we started talking and you told me about your background, I was like, this is, you're a guy that we want here. And here we are. Here we, <laughs> right. are. here we are. Now you get to do this. All right. So powerful. Stacy, thanks. Thank you, fellow vets, for, for hearing me out. I think that was important for us to do together today. Um, I want to hear, man, 
Can you just share a little bit about your background and your story, Stacy, um, in your journey and kind of how you're here now? Can you just share that with everybody? Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you for the opportunity, Brian. And um, <clears throat> so I am. Um, I'm a go for vet. I served from 87 uh, to 93, got out in 93. And, um, you know, like, like most vets, once you leave service, then you go on, on with your life. Now, my background is medical. I was in medical, uh, in the military and continued, uh, in that field, uh, after I, after I left the army. So through different, as I, as I went through my career, I ended up um, going to work for the Federal Bureau of Prisons and had a great career there, um, 23 years, retired last year. But in, in 2017, I shared with a coworker of mine uh, some issues that I had been dealing with for several years and actually had been seeing a doctor for. Um, and, and I had been seen, been seen for, um, fibromyalgia. Okay. And been treated for it, uh, for a couple of years. And, um, so she shared with me, she goes, you know, your goal for vet, you know, that's, I think that's a presumptive condition. I, said, I, I don't even know what that means. What does that mean? A presumptive condition. She goes, no, no, no. I think, I think, um, the VA will, will compensate you for that. If, you know, if that's what's going on with you. So, I, like a lot of vets, didn't even really know about the VA, didn't know about compensation, didn't know about anything. So I started looking into it. And sure enough, uh, it looked like it was a presumptive condition. So I filed for it. And, um, you know, it was found service connected. So and and um, because of the years that I had spent with my rheumatologist being treated for it and not really um, finding a, a treatment that worked, um, I was rated at the highest level for fibromyalgia. Mm -hmm. um, so what that did for me was actually, um, actually made me pretty angry, pretty angry that I didn't know about it. So I was kind of angry at myself. So for 24 years, um, you know, I didn't know about this VA compensation thing. Um, and it wasn't until 2017 that I filed for it. And um, so then I started started digging into it and finding out everything I could about fibromyalgia and found that there was some other conditions I was dealing with that, you know, could be service connected. And that's when I that's when I ran across you, Brian, on on your videos. So um, I started watching Brian Reese, you know, on, on YouTube and, uh, you know, watched every single one of your videos, learned everything I could and um, kind of took charge of my took charge of my disability claims. And, um, so that's, that's kind of my story and how I, how I came, uh, to be a, a compensated, uh, disabled veteran. Wow. Um, and then, you know, because of that, I, I, well, I ended up retiring last year and, and, you know, earlier this year I came to, to see you and, and just said, Hey, I'm, you know, I want to pay this forward I'm, because I, I joined up with you and, and you had hooked me up with Terrell and he said, listen, bro, you're, you're underrated. <laughs> right? So, so let's get you through this process. And, and, uh, Terrell helped me through it and, and I'm hundred percent PNT today because of him. So I'm wow. here to, to pay it forward, to, to help other fellow vets, just like he helped me and you help. So, and Stacy, the, the one thing I love about you and about your story you're such a humble guy you're just you're you're kind of you're kind of quiet and soft-spoken um but you're such a humble guy and i remember you saying that to me in san antonio right when we when we saw you you said you know brian i i don't even know exactly what i would do for sure with va claims insider i just want to help veterans and i want to pay it forward yeah I remember you saying that. And the thing that is so awesome is we get comments all the time about you from fellow vets who you served, you know, hat tip to Stacy Allen, my man, Stacy Allen. He's always there for me, my man, Stacy Allen, right? <laughs> 
you just you've been able to build these really high trusting relationships with fellow veterans and and they love you and they trust you and you're able to lead them through this mess right right that that is the VA claim process and and let's call it what it is it's a mess it is and in the part that kind of like you said <laughs> once you really become aware that might actually turn to anger it did yeah because you all of a sudden have this awareness of wait a second like how did i not know about this how did i not know about va benefits why didn't anybody call me why didn't anybody help me right and, and for you right it's 24 years and i hope you didn't go back and calculate the amount of money but yeah, i'm afraid but to do that <laughs> calculating the benefits and and you just you you, yeah. you just start to go oh my goodness Right. It's kind of back to why don't veterans have VA benefits? Well, there's a there's a number of reasons. A lot of vets tell themselves they don't deserve it. Yes, you do. You served, you wore the uniform of our country. You do deserve benefits. You deserve something. Okay, the number two most common reason, Stacy. This is this is from vets who are telling us this. These are our own internal data statistics where we've pulled fellow veterans. I didn't know how, or I didn't even know it existed. That's that's the number two reason. And the number third reason was I tried before and got denied, so I quit. Those, those are the three most common reasons. Yep. You, yep. you fall into, didn't even know. Right? There, was, there was no even awareness that this thing called fibromyalgia is a is a severe and serious medical condition, right? Fatigue, severe fatigue, sleep issues, pain, anxiety, depression, headaches, sensitivity, IBS, GERD. I mean, there's there's a whole ton of, of symptoms of of fibromyalgia. And I think the thing that makes it hard, again, I'm, I'm not a doctor, by the way, neither is Stacy. This is not medical advice. These are our opinions. Okay. This is information and education only. Okay. Not medical advice. Please consult your doctor, VA doctor, when you talk about this, especially a rheumatologist, somebody who specializes in these types of conditions. The difficulty, I think, Stacy, and, and I'm curious to know if you're willing to share how your diagnosis came about. Mm -hmm. Because things like fibromyalgia and chronic fatigue syndrome in the medical community are very misunderstood by doctors. They're not necessarily as common as some of the other things. And so, you know, for example, right, if, if you're, if you're a, a primary care doctor, my brother is a primary care doctor, amazing human being. He's 100 million times smarter than me. I'm so proud of him. Uh, he really paved the way for me, but he's he's a, a family practice doctor, a practicing physician uh, in our small town in Minnesota, which is where I was born and raised. And I've asked him some of these questions before, right? Of like, what do you what do you do, right? Well, you you instantly start trying to rule things out. So if if a patient comes to see you, right? If if I go, if Stacy went to see my brother. And he says, you know, I don't know, Dr. Reese, my, my head hurts, my, my, you know, I'm tired all the time. I'm waking up with dry mouth. I've, I'm having bowel issues. Um, and I just can't seem to get over this, right? Well, one of the immediate things you're going to think of is a sleep disorder, like sleep apnea or a mental health condition, right? I've got depression. I'm, I got anxiety. I'm not sleeping because those are more common. Things like sleep apnea and mental health conditions are very common. Hey, doc, I've got a cough. Okay, well, maybe you got a cold. Is it is it viral or is it bacterial? It's, it's one or the other, right? But when it comes to things like fibromyalgia and chronic fatigue syndrome, they're not even fully understood today in the medical community. And so I imagine you probably went through 
a pretty long period of time before you eventually got a diagnosis and a rule out. That's what fibromyalgia is. It's a rule out diagnosis. You rule out sleep apnea, you rule out mental health conditions, you rule out IBS and GERD, you rule out migraines, you rule out drug side effects, you rule out all these other things, blood issues, narcolepsy, you're going to have a blood test. They're trying to rule out other more common medical conditions. And it's kind of like, you know, you, you scratch through all of these and, and then all of a sudden you're like, huh, could it be? And so I'm just curious if, right. if you could share how that diagnosis came about. Yeah, of course. And, and, and you really hit it right on the head. You know, I had been talking to my PC, my primary care physician about the issues and, um, you know, and they do, they go through the blood work, they go through, you know, x-rays, MRs, whatever, um, physical exams. And then he referred me to a, a rheumatologist. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's, that's kind of who specializes in, in these, uh, joint and muscle and aches and pains. And that's what I was dealing with, you know, a lot of morning stiffness and, and just full pain throughout my body. And I'm sitting here today, I'm sitting here right now dealing with the pain. Um, but it was the rheumatologist after about six months worth of different tests and different trials with different medications that he finally came to the um, diagnosis of fibromyalgia. So yeah. it was, you know, about a year and a half later that I ended up filing um, for my claim. And it's funny that the, um, you know, I submitted all, all my exam notes and everything with it. The VA sent me to uh, one of their um, family practice doctors at a VA hospital who did a CNP exam on me for fibromyalgia. And she determined not fibromyalgia. Well, luckily, the raider was smart enough to realize that the rheumatologist knows quite a bit more about it than the VA, than the VA doc. And, and I was awarded, you know, service connection. But, you know, we face that as, as vets on these CNP exams, you know. That is absolutely nuts. Yeah. Okay, think about this. A, a rheumatologist is a specialist yep. in, in things like chronic fatigue syndrome, fibromyalgia, joints, muscular skeletal pain. And, and, and that person, Stacy, treated you for a long period of time, went through multiple phases of rule-out diagnosis, and eventually gave you a diagnosis of fibromyalgia. Right. And yet a VA primary care doctor who is not trained and specialized, who has no extra training experience like a rheumatologist right. would, the person sees you for one day, probably for an hour or less, yes. and says, huh, you know, I don't think Stacy has fibromyalgia. How is that even allowed? It's wrong. Yep. I'm so sick of this. It is time for legislation to hold compensation and pension examiners accountable for this freaking mess that you are in the system. If I were king for a day, brother, I would cut out the CNP exam system. I'd get rid of it. It's unnecessary. It makes an adversarial relationship in a process that is by law supposed to be non-adversarial. Right. I'm telling you, if if I were the VA secretary, I would dis, I, I would cut out, I would cancel, I would break up. I would close, I would shut down, I would cancel the compensation and pension exam system as we know it. Anyway. Agreed. Agreed. Thank you for sharing that, man. What a, what a mess. What a mess. I'm happy, though, that the VA Raider, as you mentioned, was smart enough to go, wait a second. Right. <laughs> yeah. Had diagnosis from a rheumatologist, there's a year and a half worth of notes to include blood work, multiple phases of rule out to get to that point. Uh, I'm going to go with him or her. Yeah. <laughs> right. Unfortunately, that doesn't always happen because I as a, no. as a coach, I see that all the time where, where the Raiders get it wrong. I saw one yesterday. This has nothing to do with fibromyalgia, but this is 
this is a very um, common thing that I see. Um, uh, an IMO or, you know, previously a DBQ that was submitted by the veteran was thrown out because the doctor not only had, because the psychologist not only had a, a, a doctorate degree, you know, in psychology, uh, a psych D, but also had a, a master social work. So she had both of those um, credentials at the end of her name. Well, the Raider saw the credentials only of the um, master of social work, right? And disqualified that evidence based on that. Said that that she's not qualified to 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 do the DBQ. I mean that that right there is is a mistake. That's a that's a simple higher level review. It is, but it but my point is they get it wrong all the time. They do, they do, and and it it's it hurts, right? When when you get the the system, there's there's like a sense of justice. I think it's a it's a recognition for your service. It's a sense of justice. It's a validation of the truth when you get service connected. And and on the flip side, it's the exact opposite. It's no justice. It's you are calling me a liar, VA. You, C&P examiner, are saying I'm a liar, that I'm not telling the truth. Otherwise, you would have service-connected it. And so it can really be a gut punch if and when it happens, if you get denied. And it, it, and it might happen, and it might happen multiple times. But there's a rule we have around here, isn't there, Stacy? We is. don't let you quit. The only time the VA claim process is over is if you quit. Or if you get 100% percent PNT. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and even and even then, sometimes I've seen vets even want to continue on. They get 100% PNT, and sometimes it's that sense of justice. True. I think this should be service connected. It, this is wrong. I'm going to right the wrong. I'm going to go for it. Or you know maybe there's some additional special monthly compensation, SMC that that you qualify for. Um, so. Again, even if you're 100% PNT, it it may not end for you. But a lot of times, a veteran will stop once they hit that point because there's really not much not much point. Um, okay, so Stacy, what would you recommend for any veterans here in our voice if if they think they've got fatigue, pain, it's chronic? and they don't really know what it's due to, what advice would you have um, about next steps? Well, I mean, first thing, and, and you say it all the time, Brian, you know, get your butt to the doctor, right? Yeah. Go see your doctor, find out what's going on. Um, you know, go see a specialist if you need to see a specialist, but you've got to get a diagnosis. You've got, you know, before before the compensation, and you got to take care of yourself, get, get yourself well um, as, mm. as best you can. So that's, that's step one, get the diagnosis, get the treatment that you need. Um, and then, um, and then come see us. And if it's service connected, we will, we will get you there. We'll get you that compensation that you deserve. Heck yeah. Right. Heck yeah. I love it. So critical though, to, to pick up the phone. And, um, I get messages still Stacy all the time of, of veterans who, who don't even know, how, like what they should do to contact the VA. And I'll, I'll tell you what I do. I go to Google and I literally will type, you know, VA outpatient clinic near me. For me, it's, it, it's clicked enough times. I've gone there enough that I know it's now the Austin outpatient VA. So I'll go to Google and I'll type Austin VA outpatient clinic phone number. And I'll get it right off of Google and I'll pick up my phone and I'll call them and it'll say, you know, for an appointment, press two, right? And I'll press it and eventually I get connected with somebody. I'm like, you know what? I think I need an appointment. I, I got my knees bugging me again or my my feet. I need to I need to see my primary care or podiatrist again about my feet. Right? Whatever, whatever the issue is. Hey, I need, I need a I need to see somebody to talk about my mental health condition. Okay pick up the phone 
and make that call. Because as Stacy said, yeah, your, your VA disability benefits are important and we want to help you get those. What's more important is your health, your safety, and your life. Okay. You have to take care of you. You got to take care of yourself. Okay. And so, you know, maybe this is just that little kick in the butt that you needed. Hey, Stacy, Stacy and Brian told me, pick up the phone and get my butt to the doctor. So I'm going to do that. Do it. Absolutely. If, if you don't want to pick up the phone, another thing you can do is you can log in to my healthy vet. Another thing, it's it's if you don't know about my healthy vet, get to know it. Again, go to Google my health e vet. Log in. It is your entire dashboard and portal. You can send a secure message to the nurse staff of your primary care team. You can send a private secure message to mental health. The huge benefit of using that secure message is all of those messages and notes funnel into your VA medical records. Every single secure message you ever send, you will see it in your VA medical records, in your treatment notes. Medical evidence. Okay. What do you get with VA Claims Insider, by the way? S-E-M. Strategy is the S. Expert level, expert level education is the E. M stands for medical evidence. S-E-M, strategy, education, medical evidence. That's it. That's the, that's the formula. We've spent the last four years defining our eight-step VA Claims Insider elite program process. We've got it nailed down. It's delivered to you as fellow vets in about a 30-day period, although typically it takes 60, 90, 120 days for your claim to be decided, okay? But it starts with a strategy. You got to have the right personal strategy to set yourself up for success, okay? That's part one, personalized strategy, and you're going to get to work with somebody like Stacey Allen, a veteran coach. Right? Somebody who's trained and certified in our process and who absolutely loves you as a fellow veteran mm -hmm. and is there to serve you and call you by your name. You're not a number here. You're a disabled veteran. You're a veteran. Okay. You're Bob, you're Jim, you're Sally, you're Steve, you're Stacy, you're Brian. Okay. You matter here. So personalized strategy. That's the S strategy. And then it goes to expert level education. Did you know in any given month, our teammates are running over a hundred expert level education sessions over live group video? Nobody offers that kind of a platform. Nobody anywhere offers that kind of availability and connection. And education. We talk about things like secondary service connection. We talk about how to file a claim. We talk about mental health claims. We talk about chronic fatigue syndrome. Talk about fibromyalgia. We talk about sleep apnea. All the mental health conditions. There's 31 rateable mental health conditions under the law. We talk about compensation and pension exam preparation. Okay. I want to address this real quick. I've you know, some, some of these, again, these garbage Facebook groups, some of these, <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. Garbage Facebook groups, and even folks in the VA are like, well, there's these companies out there that are telling veterans what to say, you know, at their compensation and pension exam. Get over yourself. It's wrong, okay? Nobody's telling a veteran what to say at a CNP exam. It's helping the veteran understand what their disability condition is and how it's affecting them. Because Stacy, I don't know about you, but in my experience, most veterans are not willing to share. We don't even know how to share. We don't even want to be around people. 
So right. how are we going to open up and share how our fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue syndrome, PTSD, sleep apnea, headaches, foot problems, erectile dysfunction, female sexual arousal disorder, GERD, IBS, you, there's, a, there's a million. There's over 800 rateable disability conditions under the law. If you can't help that veteran understand how to be vulnerable and share their ugly truths with somebody they don't trust, somebody they don't know, what do you think is going to happen at that exam? They're going to get denied. And then that starts the spiral again. Depression, anxiety, PTSD. It's a, it's a vicious, vicious cycle. Okay. And I, and I relate it to this, right? When people say compensation and pension exam, preparation and coaching, what does that mean? It's like preparing for a job interview. Okay. If, if you submit an application, right, you put a resume together, you submit an application to go to work for a company or the federal government, and you're lucky enough to get an interview, are you going to show up to that interview cold? Or are you going to prepare? It, <laughs> the, the plan is nothing. Planning is everything. The key to execution is preparation. If you look at any of the best professionals in the world, I'm talking about men and women who are at the pinnacle, peak performers at the top of their game. They're the best authors. They're the best speakers. They're the best athletes. They're the ones winning the championships. They're the ones who have nailed it up here. They figured out that the inner game determines the outer game. It's preparation. It's preparation. It's hard work. It's preparation. It's learning from failure. That's success. So I look at the CNP exam, Stacy, just like I look at interviewing for a job. For sure. You're you're not you're not telling somebody to go in on your Facebook interview and tell them this. No, you're helping them understand what might happen, how you might be feeling, how they can overcome some of their stress and anxiety, how they can understand the types of things you might be asked, so you can formulate a response that's coherent, that makes sense, that somebody's going to understand. You have to prepare for your compensation and pension exam. You got to prepare to crush it and you need to be prepared to punch back. Okay. And we help you do that. It happens all the time. You get a crap CNP examiner and you got to punch back. You got to call the 800 number, tell them this is garbage. I want a new CNP exam. You got to upload a statement saying, here's the who, what, when, where, why of, of this was a garbage CNP exam. It was illegal, immoral, unethical, inadequate, and I want a new one. You can call the White House hotline. You can email the VA secretary. You can write your congressman or woman. Okay. Right? Funny how things start happening, right, Stacy? When when you do those things. But again, everything we've talked about today, you have to take action. Nobody is going to do this for you. Nobody. Okay. Stacy, did, did somebody from the VA call Stacy on the phone and say, hey, man, I see you got fibromyalgia. You know, that could be a yeah. presumptive condition for your Gulf War service. You should put a claim, man. I, I think right. you'll be 40%. How many people called you, Stacy? Zero. Zero called me. Zero people. Yeah. How many people have called Brian Reese to help him with his VA claim in since 2012 when I left the military? Zero. Zero. And maybe that's part of the reason, Stacy, why literally 75%, three quarters, three fourths. I'm not very good at maths. So that's what, three fourths. Yeah. 75%. 
75% of veterans alive today have no VA benefit. Hmm. I'm going to say that again. This is, this is data mining. Okay. This is directly from the veterans benefits administration's report to Congress of the 20 million, it's 18 to 20 million veterans are alive in the U S today. Okay. 75% have no VA benefits. I'm not even talking about a 0% rating. I mean, they don't even have that. That is, that's ugly and shameful. Again, we're on a mission to change that. That's why I founded this company to create a community with fellow veterans like you, fellow veterans like Stacy and our incredible teammates. So we can get together and be vulnerable with each other and help each other through life. It's about celebrating life change. And oh, by the way, we're really good at VA benefits too, right? But it's so much bigger than that. So much bigger than that, all right? And that's, we literally say, let's go. I remember in the beginning, I was talking about Stacy. We get, seriously, man, we get messages about you all the time. Jeez, he's such a good dude. Like, Stacy's so awesome. He's always there for me. Like, he's the calming presence when I freak out, you know? Because you'll freak out. You're going to freak out in this process. <laughs> I, I promise you it's going to happen. It doesn't matter how many times you've been through it. You're going to learn something new and something's going to happen. You're going to freak out and you're going to really want to be able to talk to somebody. That's us. It's our veteran coaches. Absolutely. All right. So in a little bit of time we've got left, again, we talked about fibromyalgia. There's also a condition called chronic fatigue syndrome, CFS, um, which can actually be rated all the way up to 100%, depending upon the severity of your symptoms. And um, a couple of things I teased out, again, I'm not a doctor. This is literally just my opinion based upon some research that I've done online and uh, helping vets over the past four years. The primary difference, if you're trying to determine if you have fibromyalgia or chronic fatigue syndrome, okay, number one, it's, it's got to be a diagnosis from a doctor, okay? But something to think about is that fibromyalgia um, a lot of times what you're going to see is pain is the most common symptom of fibromyalgia versus fatigue is likely going to be the most common symptom of chronic fatigue syndrome. <laughs> it's right in the title. What's the difference between fibromyalgia and chronic fatigue syndrome? Chronic fatigue syndrome. You probably have a lot more tiredness fatigue, you, you get easily fatigued, especially after working out or walking a short distance. Okay. You got to go take naps all the time. Now it could be sleep apnea too. Versus fibromyalgia. Again, the most common symptom is pain. And we heard Stacy talk about that already today. He's in constant pain. Okay. Let's take some questions. We'll hang around here for five or 10 minutes or so. Um, uh, I, by the way, I appreciate all of our teammates who have been helping answer questions online just throughout today's uh, today's training. Um, but again, now go ahead, Eric the Bearded Vet, and flash some across the screen here, uh, and we're happy to answer them. Go ahead, Stacy. What do you think? Can you still file a claim yep. 17 years later? Okay. Well, so I filed a claim, you know, 24 years after I got out. So yeah, you can file a claim anytime. So um, the point of, of uh, I think what you're talking about within that year of separation, um, typically um, if you're seen or treated within a year of separation uh, for a lot of conditions, that's considered a presumptive condition. Um, but if you were seen and treated for those symptoms, but wasn't diagnosed until later, then I think you're going to probably need a nexus. Okay. Um, uh, medical opinion stating, yeah, those symptoms that you're, or that, that, uh, diagnosis that you have today is likely, um, 
what you were dealing with back then when you identified those symptoms when you released. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's a, that's a good question. So it was, uh, would fibromyalgia, if I were able to file for that and get it service connected, would that hurt future claims such as obstructive sleep apnea, OSA, headaches or migraines, mental health claims, especially for Gulf War veterans? Absolutely not. Because fibromyalgia, that can be rated on its own separately, as can obstructive sleep apnea, as can migraines as could GERD IBS, as could other muscular skeletal type conditions. So uh, I wouldn't worry about that a bit. I would worry about making sure that, you know, you get the medical evidence together, write a strong personal statement as well, talking about those things. Again, we can help you do that. Can fibromyalgia be secondary to PTSD or is it a standalone? So the, the etiology or the, the um, uh, what causes fibromyalgia is, is largely unknown. Um, there are some connections as far as mental health, you know, depression and anxiety often coexist with um, fibromyalgia, but I don't know that it would cause fibromyalgia. Um, that would be something, I, I don't know, Brian, you want to? Yeah, it's there's there's some cases out there. And, and by the way, this is I would recommend all veterans learn to do this. If you're wondering if something can be secondary, go look and see if it's ever been secondary connected before, especially in a BVA case law, the Board of Veterans Appeals. So you can go to Google and write, you know, in your example, fibromyalgia secondary to, to post-traumatic stress disorder, PTSD. And and there's a few articles out there talking about it. As Stacy said, though, the tough part, of, part about fibromyalgia is, is doctors aren't really sure what the ideology is, the medical ideology, meaning what is what causes it. Mm -hmm. Not really sure. They've got some theories. Um, there are some studies out there that connect um, PTSD to fibromyalgia. There's a worsening effect where the worse your fibromyalgia is, the worse your PTSD is. Um, but to Stacy's point, I think it'd be very difficult to say that uh, PTSD causes fibromyalgia, right? Or, or can fibromyalgia be due to PTSD? Right. I don't think you're going to find medical research that's going to support that. However, maybe there is an aggravation link. Okay, so secondary service connection can happen via aggravation. So kind of like I talked about, if you if you're service connected right now for PTSD and maybe maybe you already have fibromyalgia, but it's been made worse. It's been aggravated past its natural progression by your PTSD that can be service connected yeah. via aggravation, right? That's proximately due to or the result of. Again, though, if you're going to try to do that, you're going to need an independent medical opinion, an IMO. It's also known as a, a nexus letter to help you prove service connection. Okay, hundred percent. I mean that that claim's going to get denied. <laughs> yeah. Sure. yeah. How do you get your results from the C CNP exam uh, that the VA scheduled? So a couple of things. So if if you had your CNP exam at the VA that will end up in your blue button uh, medical report, right? Um, if you had it at one of the contract facilities, LHI, VES, QTC, mm -hmm. um, you'll have to do one of two things, um, either do a, a FOIA request, a freedom of information um, request, and that's, you're probably looking at six to eight months. That's That's been my experience anyway, trying to get those exam notes. Um, or if you have a good VSO, and when I say a good VSO, um, someone that'll just print it out for you. Okay, I, I've got a good VSO, and uh, and he will. He'll print out those exam notes for me. Huge. A lot of people do that. Yeah, this is the big one. Accredited representatives, so accredited VSOs, accredited agents, 
they will have access to a system called VBMS, the Virtual Benefits Management System. If your compensation and pension exam was conducted by a contractor, a third party, you will not see the results of your CNP exam or those notes in your VA records. However, they will be in VBMS, the Veterans Benefits Management System. So as Stacy alluded to, contact your VSO and, and just respectfully ask him or her to pull a copy out of VBMS. Pretty simple. All right, let's do one more question. How about that? We're already past the top of the hour, so we want to be respectful. Julianne, thank you for the question. So Julianne asked when she goes and sees her rheumatologist, should she take her military records to show that she was hospitalized for infectious, uh, I guess, mononucleosis? Yeah. Um, yeah, of course. Bring bring any records that you think might be related to what you're dealing with. Let the doctor sort through that. Uh, that's a, yeah, simple. Yeah. The more, the more evidence you can provide, um, especially on the health side, like we talked about fibromyalgia is tough right i don't i don't have fibromyalgia that i'm aware of i don't have chronic fatigue syndrome uh, but stacy does and you heard him talk about it it can sometimes be a very lengthy and confusing process just mm -hmm. to even get a diagnosis just because it's just not very well understood in the medical community so if you've got some other evidence that might help that medical professional understand what's going on with you, bring it hundred percent. Yep. percent. All right. Again, uh, even if we didn't get to your question today, please keep commenting on Facebook. We're going to try to go back and answer them. Um, if you're watching recording on YouTube as well, if you scroll into the description of the video, just keep scrolling down. You'll see some resources there. Go ahead and click links. There's free eBooks. There's our free blog. I mean, we're writing incredible content every single week. Um, I just published a new post this morning, actually, about sleep apnea. Um, if you keep scrolling, there's, again, there's subscribe to our YouTube channel. But if you go down to the comment section, shoot us a note. Ask us a question. We're going we're gonna to do our best to, to provide you with uh, a response as, as fellow vets, okay? We get it. We've been there. We've done that. This is what we do. We exist for you, okay? So there's no reason to struggle and, and be frustrated alone. All right, my man. Stacy, it was awesome, brother. I really appreciate you being here today. Uh, fellow veterans, thank you so much for being here. I know you, you could be doing a billion other things. Uh, it really is awesome that you chose to spend time with us, okay? Again, what are you thankful for? One thing, just be thankful for one thing today and then send that message to your loved one, friend, neighbor, brother, sister, aunt, uncle, grandpa, grandma, mom and dad, whatever, brother, your brother, sister you serve with, kids, tell them you were thinking about them, you're thankful for them, you're proud of them, you love them. Huge. Okay. In fact, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do that with my parents right now. Okay. All right, fellow vets again, we'll see you next, uh, next Wednesday at 11 a.m. Central.